All right, Stephen Faust, back here with another episode of your Army NCO career. Man, I am excited today. I am thrilled to have my good friend, Jen Trinidad. You know, she lives in... I feel like I should have some hula music going or something here, Jen, but I don't know. But she lives in Honolulu, Hawaii, a state and a city I've never visited in my entire life, but it is on my bucket list. And I've been getting several questions in in the community and on Facebook about budgeting and about uh, how do we how do we make our money go further? And I instantly thought of of my good friend, Jen. She is the budget diva. She can be found at budget budgetdivas.com. She has a story to tell. She's lived through this and has come up with some ways to make it so much easier for you uh, in your life with your military family and your income and your expenses. It's just good stuff. Jen, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled. So you are you are the budget diva. What you know. Number one, I can't believe that domain was available. So if I would have known that, I would have went out and get bought that, and I would have sold it to you at a higher price. And then, <laughs> then I don't know how that would have went. But Budget Divas, it's a great name for your business, but it also symbolizes something. What is a Budget Diva? What What is that? When you think of the word Diva, I think of people like Mariah Carey, or, you know, I can't think of any other divas right now, but, <laughs> you know, it's like people who are just like confident and in control. And that's what I really wanted for this community. I wanted people to feel confident and in control of their money and not live on a budget of how everyone else says live on a budget. Like, you should have 10% here and 15% there and your household can't be more than this much. But it's like, how do you make your budget work for you that's according to your personal lifestyle? What serves you? And that's what really what Budget Divas is all about. And how do you do it in a way where you want to get out of debt without sacrificing your social life, without sacrificing the things that are important to you? And in this day and age, we value experiences more than we value material things, right? You see on social media of that person going to Bali or taking that amazing trip around the world, and we want that too. But at the same time, we need to make sure that it's within our budget and within our personal finances, and we're not going into debt to have those experiences. Yeah, and I tell you, Debt has everybody, uh, it seems like these days, with prices going up and inflation the way it is and money not going as far as it's gone in the past. It's Debt is something that's crept into so many military families today. And if you don't control it, it's going to control you. So having, having those ways and easy ways too, because it's always... You can always find something really complicated and then not do it and not get a result, but trying to find those easy ways to get control of your money and to make it go just a little bit further than it goes today. And and you're a living example of that, Jen, and your story and how you became the budget diva. Why don't you give give us a little insight? I know this story, but it it's a it's a very cool story and it's how you became the budget diva today. What what's that look like? Yes. So in 2012, I found this 
guy named Dave Ramsey and I heard him on the radio and somebody was saying, I'm debt free. And I was like, what is this all about? So I'd listened to him for a while, thought nothing of it. You know, I was like, okay, that's great, but not really in a position where I want to pay off debt. Fast forward years later, I was in a job that on paper was a really great career ladder. It was going from staffing manager to business development manager to vice president to eventually being the president of the company. But with that came a lot of responsibility. So I was working from sunup to sundown on the weekends, working as well on my free time with my family. I was thinking about work, about all the things that I had to do to fulfill my to-do list come Monday morning. And I just thought there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to earn a good income while paying off debt and not at the sacrifice of my family. And so in 2016, I had really gotten serious and I told my husband, we are getting out of debt no matter what. The first two years of our debt-free journey was a struggle. I mean, you're talking about scorched earth. We were like never seeing our friends, never seeing our family, never going out, never doing anything to the point where our friends are asking us like, are you guys okay? Are you guys getting a divorce? Like Uh, what is going on? Why are you guys not hanging out with us? But it was the guilt and the shame that we were $90,000 of debt and we didn't want to disclose that amount. Yeah. And, and you know what that makes you normal, like, like everybody, right? I mean, no one wants to put that out there and and we always have this fear. I know I do, and I can speak from my experience. You know, we have this fear of, of letting people too far in our lives, and and I think it's because we fear being judged. We fear being kind of the the oddball of the group. The reality is, is that most people are in debt. Most people have uh, more bills than they have money, and they're just trying to juggle time and juggle when payday is and juggle when the next bill is due. I think that's much more normal uh, today in in society than the opposite, which is having control and discipline and focus and real a real understanding and intentional behaviors that make money, uh, as Dave would say, Dave Ramsey, behave the way you want it to behave. And and I get it. it. It's a tough, it's a tough time. It's even tougher now given kind of the economy and inflation. And and I know you had told me earlier today that eggs are you know, in Hawaii are $5 uh, a carton and milk is $9 a gallon and gas is uh, in the mid $5 range. And and it's it's even more critical today for you as a military family out there to really just have more awareness, have more of an understanding, have more discipline and intentional decision-making and behaviors around your money. And if you're doing a great job with it and you're not in that situation, fantastic. That's awesome. Go help your neighbor. Go ahead. If you live on, on post, go help your neighbor next door, help them get a little bit better. Help somebody in your unit get a little bit better. You and your spouse go help another family get a, get a little bit better. Volunteer your time for that because it could have a, a huge impact and be magnified but it it's a it's a time that this is this is a a time that it's so important to really have an understanding and awareness of where your money goes 
And, and Jen, just as you've lived your, your situation, the scorched earth for two years, you've kind of been through the ups and downs. You've um, kind of seen what others think about what you're doing and, and the fear of being judged and all of these things. And I know you stuck with it though. You got out of $90,000 of debt. No one said it was easy, but it is going to create a better life for you in the long run. And through that, you've implemented, and you know, again, money is not a new topic. Money is not a, a, a new thing to go figure out. These are some core concepts, but it's talking about them in a certain way and reinforcing the value they bring that can make a difference to the people and the families listening to this podcast right now. And you've come up with uh, a few ways to do that and some some tools and ways to start and. and What's the first thing you recommend for a family to do if they currently don't have uh, a full control of their money situation? What do you recommend that they do? Yeah, that's a great question. There are so many tools out there. There's YNAB. There's all of these different apps. You can go to Pinterest and get these beautiful budgeting templates on Etsy. But the simplest thing is just to take out pen and paper. They still make that, huh? I didn't even know they still made pen and paper anymore. Right, right. (laughs) It's like like this um this thing of the 1970s or something. No kidding, right? (laughs) But just take out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. The first thing you want to do is write down your income, not the number that you see in your paycheck of what you're getting paid, but what is that number that actually hits your bank account after you know, all of your, um, if you have taxes that are taken out, if you have all all of these pre-tax expenses taken out, what is that number that actually hits your bank account at the end of the day? After you have those two numbers, if you get paid on a biweekly basis, the next thing you want to do is put down your expenses and start with your fixed expenses. So if you're cost of living expenses is already paid for by your job, that's great. You don't have to list that down. But what are the other expenses that you have to pay for? Maybe you pay for childcare. Maybe you pay for cable internet or your cell phone bill. Those are things that absolutely have to come out of your bank account every single month. And then the next thing is you want to look at your variable expenses. What are those extra expenses that are coming out? You know, maybe when you look at your cable bill, there are add-ons that you're not even using anymore. That's not even serving you. It could be HBO, Showtime, ESPN that you're not even really watching. And you're wondering, why am I paying an extra $30, $50, $70 to the cable company when I'm not even utilizing those services? Or perhaps you have a gym um, you know, on base that you have access to. But you didn't know that you're also paying for a UFC gym or another gym membership. And that money is coming out of your bank account as well. So once you're able to just see everything on paper and tell yourself, all right, these extra expenses are not serving my current lifestyle anymore. And you're able to cross that out. How much more freedom or how much more in control do you feel when you see that number at the end of the month that's saying, if I cut this out, I have an extra $120 to spend on whatever I want. That's right. And 
And I, you know what I love, Jen, is the simplicity of it. It's it's we can get in our own heads and we can find reasons why we don't take a step forward. And it's oh, the app and and uh, the YNAB. And I, I found one called uh, Truebill. I don't know if you've heard about that one. I like I like Truebill. Again, you know, it takes me down the rabbit hole, but it also distracts me from the reality of you know it doesn't have to be complicated. And you could be. I don't know how you feel about this, Jen, but just the way I think about it is when you take out a blank piece of paper and you have a a pen or a pencil and you sit down at the kitchen table with your partner or spouse and you start the dialogue and the and the and the paper um I can I can think of the paper kind of as a prop, a prop that generates a discussion between you and your spouse that now begins to identify what is really going on. And I think it's so important to, in the beginning, it's great to have apps and technology, but in the beginning, to sit down with something so fundamentally basic as a piece of paper and a pen at a kitchen table with the kitchen light, you know, shining down and the two in the in the two in a couple sitting there looking at each other in the eye and, and starting to write down, there's an effect that comes from that, that can create some of that early momentum that, that can carry through as you have to make harder decisions, as you have to decide on what to cut. You know, I left my corporate job at the end of January of this year, and we're recording this on the 27th of July. And I, I did what I should have done just ongoing, regardless of what I'm doing. I just looked through all my, my recurring subscriptions and the things I found that I haven't been using, and I have all of the streaming apps. I, I think I've signed up for all of them at one point. A lot of them I still pay for it, never accessed. You know the the Netflix and the Hulu's and the and I, I know you're a Disney fan, but the Disney Plus, the Paramount Plus, the um, YouTube TV. You know I had YouTube TV and Direct TV for like a year at the same time. I mean seriously. My direct bill, my direct TV bill was like $200 a month and I never even turned it on and I would use YouTube TV because it was just simpler. And that was like $64, $65 a month. And it took me leaving my corporate job to say, you know what? I probably need to look through that. I, I didn't see the little satellite dish in my yard every day. I got so blind to it. I didn't even think about it. And then I cut out like $220 just with a you know, you got to get on the phone with some of these people and they try to spin you around. You just got to stay diligent. But I finally got got that canceled. And for me, that was $220 that I could go immediately redeploy back into my life in another more meaningful way. So um, I love the way that you suggest here, which is start basics, start with the basics, sit down, have a conversation, write it down, and then use that kind of uh, as a way to, to create the next level discussion, which is, okay, now we got to make some decisions. I love that. And here's the thing too. So if you're sitting around the kitchen table with your partner, your spouse, want to make sure both of you are, have eaten dinner, uh, are not stressed out. You know, maybe you have. Maybe you put yeah, this down here. The <laughs> maybe phone. you put your phone yeah. down. Maybe you have a glass of wine or, or whatever. Right. Because when we're, when we're doing a budget, we can get into the, why are you spending so much on this? Yeah, and I can't believe yeah. it's the blame game. So really come at a place of, hey, what is our goal? 
what are we trying to accomplish here? Is it because once we get out of this job or, you know, leave to another place and we want to buy a house or we want to go on that dream vacation or we want to have that honeymoon that we weren't able to to have when we first got married, that dream honeymoon that cost thousands of dollars. And then after you have that conversation, it kind of eliminates the blame game because both of us know that we're spending money on things that yeah. we probably didn't even know. Like you said, the direct TV, right? That's $220 that's coming out of your account every single month. And you can kind of go like, oh my goodness, times that by 12. How much is that per year? I can't believe I did that. But we need to get in this headspace where it's like, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. What's gone is gone. All that matters is that we move forward and we make intentional decisions from this point forward. Yeah. And and with the direct TV, I think I delayed it a little bit longer than I needed to once I found out kind of the, the light went off because I didn't want to call and have that discussion. I didn't want to call and play, uh, you know, like uh, play phone tag because of all their shenanigans. Right. And why are you canceling? Well, because I have YouTube TV and, uh, well, you know, we can give you a discount for three months and this and that and the other thing. And it's just, can you just please cancel my account? Uh, so I was so relieved once that happens. And I know people out there listening to this have been through that. And I will say just, um, you know, for me, <laughs> my wife told me, put on your big boy pants and come on now, get that done. And I'm like, okay, I'll go do it. And it, it it's not always easy to do because you just don't want to get down the rabbit hole of, of confrontation and all. And, and I can speak for guys, you know, guys that I know, guys like me, uh, sometimes, you know, you may be sitting down at that kitchen table talking about your budget and, and, and as much as the blame game can come into play, sometimes you try to play, uh, you know, you know, hide, hide and seek, right. You could say, Ooh, well maybe, you know, Ooh, I don't know. I, I got that over there. And, uh, maybe, Maybe if I just don't bring that up, you've got to be transparent, right? And, and it's painful. I'm telling you, it could be painful uh, for a moment in time, but the relief and stress relief and just the the realization that all your chips are pushed to the middle of the table and now you can make good decisions together as a couple um, will make your life so much better. And, and that's the way I look at it. And and then part of that, Jen, though, is when a couple sits down at the table and 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 this is something that you talk about uh, in your podcast and on your on your site and in your membership is is the type of personality that people have as as uh, a couple. And, and they're a couple. And I know you and I have the same type. What are those? Yes. So it's important to know: Are you a saver or are you a spender? And I'm everybody a has a, a spender, little bit. Spender yes, for me. exactly. Spender. And we all have moments when we like to save money and we all have moments that we like to spend money what is your natural tendencies your natural tendency if i was to hold up a hundred dollar bill and give it to you would you be excited and so you know elated to go to the bank and deposit that and know that that money is earning interest in your savings account or would you feel better going to your favorite store like my favorite store is target be, spending it on the, the answer on all the shiny things there. Right, exactly. Yeah. But once you really understand that and you understand that about your spouse, you're able to make better decisions. So one of the things that I hear in the media is 
give up those $5 lattes. You can't spend money on $5 lattes. But what if that $5 latte helps you get through the day? That, you know, that work day, that stressful work day, that's just the moment where you light up, like you're so happy to have that $5 latte or whatever that thing that you like to have in the morning, right? Um, it could be, you know, your favorite la- Jamba juice or, or something. Yeah. If you were to sit down with your spouse and your spouse says, you need to give that up because that's $5 every day times that by five days um, every single of the work week times that by, you know, how many days in the month. Don't you think your spouse is going to be like, you just dropped my joy tank you know you you just made me feel like there's nothing else that's that's a relationship problem not necessarily a money problem right it's both but that's uh that's a relationship with your spouse you know what i would say is give up the 220 direct tv and then get double your latte ten dollars a latte and then you're still way ahead exactly so it's the law of economics right in order to get one thing you have to give up another so you could say well what if we went out to eat only once a week instead of three times a week, then you can afford your $5 lattes. But when you're doing that budget meeting, it's important to write down what fills your joy tank and what does not. Yeah. I love and the joy tank. You, That's a good analogy. Yes. And once you get to that point, and once you understand that about your spouse, you're able to make those intentional decisions. And then going back to your point is knowing if you're a saver or a spender, the savers will always want to save money. But the spender knows that the saver might be happy saving their money, but they also need to spend a little bit here and there, right? Because at the end of the day, if we were to die tomorrow, we can't take that money with us. Right. You got to have some joy in your life. We got to have some joy in life. And that's why I think people fail so much with budget planning and money is because it's either it's either uh they have to be all in which is usually a recipe for failure um or they don't budget at all and um that's a kind of a recipe for failure <laughs> so you you've got to you've got to have balance you've got to be willing and able to enjoy your, your life enough, right? So we we all love Dave Ramsey. Uh, a lot of us do. Beans and rice, rice and beans. Give your car a name. Uh, make every dollar, you know, scream, and that's great. And you will get out of debt mathematically faster that way. But you 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 yourself, Jen, said the scorched earth for two years created a lot of challenges as much as it was helping you accelerate getting out of debt too. So. It's it's important to have balance. I think that's one of the the key things that you teach is is your joy tank has got to have something in it, and you got to have balance, or you won't stick with it. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. And and for me, having that cup of coffee at home every single morning instead of going to Starbucks or wherever allowed me to save that five dollars per month, so that at the end of the month I have. X amount to spend on whatever I want on Target <laughs> without my husband going, I can't believe you spent that much at Target, oh. right? Because it's the same thing. And I've just aligned uh, what fills my joy tank and what doesn't, what doesn't serve me anymore. I should say that's a better way of saying it. Uh, right. What's serving me now in this point of life and what is not. 
Yeah. And life's too short. I mean, uh, w- w- especially with COVID-19 and, and hopefully coming out, coming out of the back end of that, hopefully. Um, but I know for me, I've looked around and seen, seen the impact of that, that it's had on some people, some families unexpectedly. And you just kind of look in the mirror. I look in the mirror and go, man, life's life's short. You know, you, when, when you're healthy and things are going relatively well, it's easy to take a lot of that for granted. But then when you start to see things around, you, you can't go to certain places. You can't visit family that's in the hospital. You can't um, do certain things that were never even in question in your life. Uh, it makes you think about mortality. It makes you th- it made me think about it. It made me think about what am I taking with me? And uh, money is not something I'm taking with me. Now, that doesn't mean be foolish and just go toss it around like in a big money machine with the fans going and hope I can grab enough of it. It's it's knowing that I need to be I have to support my family in the best way I can. I need to um, uh, consider the future uh, as well. But I also need to have some enjoyment today. Like for me, it's playing golf, right? Uh, I, I play golf maybe twice a month, every other Friday uh, with, a, with a group of friends, and it would take a lot. It would. I, I don't even know if, if there's anything that could, but it would take a lot for me to give up playing golf because that that analogy of the joy tank that fills my joy tank, and that's just something I'm not willing to part ways with. And and for you, it's it's certain things like I certain aspects of target for others. It's, it could be fill in the blank. It could be anything. And uh, I would say, keep the level of enjoyment in your life that is going to keep you moving forward with a positive mindset. And there are plenty of other things. I think when you dig in, uh, when you really take that piece of paper out and sit at the table and look at what you're making, what you're spending, there are plenty of other things like your version of direct TV that you can cut out and still find some margin because margins usually out there to find, you just got to actually be willing to sit down and look at it. And I think so many of us go through these periods of time in life that we just want to be in denial. We just don't want to look at the facts and we somehow think that it's just going to get better if we turn the other way. And it just doesn't. And I think the way you help people is, is really keep it simple, keep it basic, but then keep them focused on the behavior that needs to change as much as kind of the how to do it. Would that be fair? Yes. And here's a hack that I want to tell you. I love it. T-Mobile has Magenta Military. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. So for all you listeners out there, check out the military discount at T-Mobile. Our family member, they... um they're now paying like half of what their bill is. Plus wow. you get free Netflix wow. included in your plan. And that's, uh, I, I think my Netflix is like $21 a month. Cause of course I have to have the add-ons and this and that. Yeah. That's, that's a nice benefit. Yeah. So not only are you potentially cutting your, uh, your bill in half, your, um, phone bill, but you're also saving 18 to $20 on Netflix every yes. single month, which if you love golf, you could put that towards your golf fund. You got that right. And especially in Arizona, when it's 112 degrees uh, this time of year, rates are really low. So uh, I could make that, 
I can make that Netflix money stretch in the golf course for sure. So that's, that's a great tip. And then um, what, what type of, if someone wants to go from uh, a paper where they kind of first kind of come to this realization of what their budget looks like or, or what their income and expenses look like, what would be another way for them to maybe get a little more sophisticated, but not complicated in order to keep this stuff uh, in front of them? Sure. So if you're an app person, Dave Ramsey has the Every Dollar app. If, uh, you know, for more of the Gen Z or the millennial generation, they love YNAB. You can check that out as well. For me personally, I like Excel spreadsheets um, because I'm able to just see the trends of what I'm spending my money on in previous months, where I want to go. And I like to manipulate the data in an Excel spreadsheet. So, you know, whatever fits for you, it doesn't matter which app or um, which way you want to do your budget. It just matters that you're doing a budget. And I think that's, that's a big takeaway, right? Do something. It's a piece of paper, a post-it note, uh, the back of a napkin, do something, take a step. Because once you take that first step, I think you'll begin to see what is out there and you'll be able to make better decisions. Uh, Even if it's just one or two decisions, that's going to be more and better than what you've done in the past. And it could be an iterative process. It doesn't have to be all at once. It could be a little bit and a little bit and you, and you make better decisions and you learn more and you make better decisions. And then over time you can get your budget and your spending dialed in to a point where it's not, it's not, it doesn't have you stressed out all the time. You wake up, you're worried, you go to bed, you're worried. Some of it may be fear. Some of it may be, uh, I'm not confident that I have enough. And instead of sitting down, figuring it out, uh, you just kind of hope that it solves itself. And that is a strategy. I wouldn't recommend it. That That is a strategy, but just, just sit down and people like Jen, her program uh, her tools. I know your spreadsheet that you have, which I love, by the way, because it's it's all in front of you. You don't have to go to different screens on an app. It's right in front of you. You can see what's going on. You can you can do different inputs and get different outcomes and kind of see how your money changes with real time change and in, in inputs. I, I love that aspect of it. I know you give that away uh, for people. How can they get a copy of your budget spreadsheet um, from you? Where would they go for that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to budgetdivas.com slash budgeting and get a copy of that template there. Awesome. You can get that template. And I recommend you start with a piece of paper, then take that information, put it in that budget spreadsheet. And then you just sit back and it's a, it's got to make a, make a game of it. Like, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And what if I do this? And what if I didn't do that? And, and you can see how the needle moves and you don't have to be in a complicated app. Uh, to go to different screens and try to figure it out. You can you can do it all right in front of you uh, with that spreadsheet. So you've got to visit, you've got to visit Jen's website, budgetdivas.com. She has a lot of good content there, this spreadsheet. She also has a podcast. And surprisingly enough, it's called what is it? Budget called? Divas. Budget Divas. If you got a great domain name, you might as well use it. And uh, Bud Budget Divas is the name of the podcast. Uh, any any parting comments or anything you want to leave our audience with, Jen? Yeah. So another great tip or um, 
Another great website is Ally Bank. And I love Ally Bank because they make it really easy for you to save money. So Ally Bank is an online savings account. All you have to do is tell Ally Bank how much money you want to deposit every single month. So say it's $50 per paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, LA Bank, take it out of my main checking account and deposit into this online savings account. Once it's in that online savings account, there's a thing called buckets. And think of buckets as like in the olden days when we had jars and we used to deposit our coins in it, right? Mason jars, right? Yes, exactly. If you want to be fancy, it's a mason jar. That's right. And, um, but with LA Bank, you can have these buckets into naming it Christmas one. We all know Christmas comes in December. We all know that school starts in August or September. So if you're setting up those buckets and setting aside a certain amount of money to go into that account, so when it's time to withdraw that money, you're not putting all of those expenses on a credit card, but instead you have the money saved for it, how much better is your life going to be and how much happier is your bank account going to be because you're not putting it on that credit card and paying that interest every single month so check out ally bank you can do a ton with ally bank like i said you know you can do an emergency fund bucket a a christmas fund vacation new car if you are planning to move because you're in the military then you can even put that moving fund together for expenses not covered by the military. And that relieves stress and one less thing for you to think about. Yeah, there's all we know in the military, there's always they they take care of us pretty well, but there's always things that pop up that we don't get uh we don't get our our travel pay uh fully reimbursed. We don't get our moving expenses. There's other things that come up. So it's always good to keep that in mind. And Ally Bank, I'm going to go check it out too. It, it's kind of like it, it. It's tags. It tags your money, so you can have different names on it, and um, uh, you can see it. It's really clear. So that I think that's a cool, that's a cool service, especially if if you want to compartmentalize your money and and really earmark it for certain certain reasons or purposes. But Jen, fantastic again. Budgetdivas.com. Go check Jen's website out. Check her podcast out at Budget Divas. Thrilled that you're able to join us today, Jen, and we appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me.